Welcome, everybody, to the Black Sheep and Bad Apples podcast, episode number nine. We are here in Fourth Corner Studios recording again, and I am Sean Hill. We have Sam Mitchell. Hey, everybody. How's it going? And we also have your host tonight, Lauren O'Brien. Thank you, guys. You couldn't tell this because this isn't on video, but I just bowed to you guys. Well, you guys can tell with the audience. Yeah, we, we saw that. So you guys think people who write self-help books are like full of themselves? Hmm. Mm. Mm. I was thinking I, about that the other day. And I, I was just like, I think you have to be a little bit. You have to be at least confident with yourself. Yeah, because like, to an argumentable degree. Yeah, and like you, you write a self-help book. That doesn't mean you're 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 a, you, you're still suffering from the trauma and plight that is. You think like self-help condition. books are like taking notes, but in like a sellable form. Like somebody's like taking notes on themselves and they're, they're like, like, oh, whoa, actu- they're why actually, don't I write this? Yeah, they're I'll actually still helping themselves by it. writing a self-help book, but they learn how to profit or sustain helping themselves without yeah. it costing them money. I think, I mean, obviously you got to like have some sort of an ego um, to just write a book in the first place any, anyway. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. That, that doesn't necessarily make it unhealthy, but... There's definitely like some of those self-help folks where you're just like, whoa, dude, you need to dial it back. So that's where I was 40%. That's where I was thinking. You think if somebody writes a self-help book and it's the worst selling book there is for a whatever period of time, that's like somebody who tried to commit suicide that didn't succeed. They're like, where they're like, yeah, self-help book. And then they sell no books. Well, and they're like, yeah, I, I was thinking about it myself and I was like, like, no, bro. I was imagining, not, it ain't working. In, in the scenario, I was picturing myself as like in a coffee shop and see someone like crying. Go over, introduce myself. I'm like, "What's going on? Like, what do you what do you do for a living? Why are you crying? What like why are you so down?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm an author." And it's like, "Oh, what kind of books have you written?" And they're just like, uh, "How to protect the self from pain." And it's like, "Well, did you read the book?" <laughs> did, so. hmm. And then I was like, "Wait, do Does they read their own books?" Work? Yeah. And so that just occurred to me, and I was like, you know what? They probably don't. And then I felt so like that. But they got to be fooled the win, themselves to the a small Winhoff degree. The guy, all right? That's Who's Winhoff? Winhoff, he does this, like, cold, like, ice bath breathing hmm. technique, self-help stuff. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, I, I think a, a handful of people listening right now know who this Winhoff guy is better than I do. I, I barely know anything about him, but he strikes me as, like... Like you had to be that kind of guy. Like, yeah, you've got to have some sort of an ego to like drive you to like say, like what I'm doing is better for you than what you're doing. Yeah. No, and that's what I was. Right. And you should do the thing I'm suggesting if you want to achieve this, this, and this. And that that requires some amount of confidence, at least. Yeah. I feel like a self help book is just an explanation of how you did better than the people surrounded around you. Well, and in that sense, it sounds kind of kind of cultish, you know, or like a pray with snakes kind of thing. You know, just the like kind of the ego thing you're like yeah well i succeeded you're like trust based, me if you based pray on with snakes, what though? you're gonna be way closer to god than <laughs> well. don't pray with snakes. and so it's got like i don't know self-help books just have this culty feel to them and i don't i don't well some of them do for sure but there's like there's so many books out there i think that are but what, how self you... self-help books but they're just not they don't have that like handle on them they're just, mm-hmm. just like a book uh that has like a, a good allegory 
to it that makes you think and changes how you behave yeah. for a, in the better. Well, that was technically a self-help book, right? And like, that's what I was yeah. going to say is I do feel there's a broad spectrum of self-help books out there where you can be like self-help and depression. And we can all kind of probably go down the depths of like, ah, oh, Jesus, like, yeah. well, my version of that is different. I don't agree with it or whatever. But then there's like self-help financial books. Oh, and yeah, self, yeah. You know, a bunch of other well, things that just is kind of an educational process that some people have learned and some people have not. Yeah, and I guess I do appreciate like the resource being out there. polyamory versus everything else podcast, um, that book, The Ethical Slut, is more of like these people experienced this thing. They didn't write a self-help book. They wrote like, look, these are the ways that we found out that things work. It's it's more of like a or this is what science worked. kind of a thing. This is what's worked for me. Yeah, exactly. And how and I pe- went through people it. People can and take notes or not take notes from there. And that's, that's where I kind of I, I feel well, self help books are. It's like, yo, this is what's worked for me, and I can say I'm successful at this. You've acknowledged as a person, the person the author of the book, is acknowledging that they are successful at whatever they are doing. Right. So that confidence, it kind of shows the ego, the whatever. But you have to be able to, at a point, acknowledge that you are successful at something. I yeah. think if you're if you're going at it from the same standpoint that you would be like. Say your friend is having a hard time, and you're trying to you're trying to give them like they're asking you for some help in some way, and you're trying yeah. to give them advice. The only place that you're going to give them any kind of good advice from is your own experience, your own experience, yeah. and things that you did. And you know what I mean? Like a lot of times, really, all you need to feel a little bit better is just to have somebody there who you you. You, you, te- you tell your thing, they tell your, their thing to you, and now you feel this camaraderie, like they, you have a shared, a shared so understanding. Self, uh, do you think self-help books are for people who don't have friends? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure Why? there's a self-help book for that. How, How to make friends. How to make friends. Uh, oh, man. So did but, you hear about Adventure Time? Yeah, 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 yeah. That little, yeah, oh. you feel, got them on. Adventure Time. Yeah. Huh? Adventure Time's good stuff. Have you seen it, Sean? I bitch have seen cartoons. something. Yeah, you don't like Rick and Morty, do you? Yeah, not that you've seen an episode. Yeah, not that I have watched no, even watched. Yeah, let's episode. get on this topic. What the fuck? No, I, I'm... The the fad of Rick and Morty, I'm not about this whole... Oh, it's a fad. It's, no, it's, it's just good. I, but I can't stand <sighs> everybody... Rick and Morty quoting everything and stuff now. And now it's just everything relates to Rick and Morty. And they're like, oh, it's all Rick and Morty. And I'm like, yeah, it's not Oh, that so you cool. hate the pop culture side of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, if people didn't like the show, but it was still as clever and witty as it is. Then I'd be, be like, like, I'd be like, yeah, that's popular. Cool. You'd want to I'd be like, that's kind of cool. But you'd I'm like. You'd want to be like the hip guy. You that No, I wouldn't want to be the hip guy. guy. I'd be like, yeah, it'd be a random you. conversation <laughs> one day where I was like, yo, have you guys seen that Rick and Morty? And you'd be like, oh, dude, yeah, it's really funny. Like, yeah, I thought so, too. And a story. But everybody's like, oh, quoting it. Like, I mean, pulling out Pulp Fiction quotes from back in the day. You know what I mean? It's like, it's this fad for a while where I'm just like, eh, I'll wait till it's on, not on the new release. Like the little John, what? Okay. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things for me. So I'm like, when it's off the new release and nobody's excited about Rick and Morty anymore, I'm going to be like, oh, what's this about? Oh, that's pretty funny. You're gonna be late to the table because they're yeah. they're new. Uh, but I'm not trying to be on no, time no, to the I, table. I'm not saying that. I'm what I'm saying is that season four because they're only in season four <laughs> and they've been making it for ten fucking years or something like that comes out. Uh, comes out I think next week. If today's the third, yeah, comes out in, in a week. Try not to think about it. 
Oh, I'm totally thinking about it. No, I'm, I, I got expect it to not actually it. come out. But I'm definitely always that person no, that comes up. No, they're releasing five episodes. I'm definitely always that person that comes up or something like that. way too late and is like, uh, says a quote, and you're like, dude, that was. So you you've never that seen was like, a long time ago, but I find it funny later. I'm like finally catching up on it. I'm definitely the like catch up on something comes out in the theaters and it's on the new junkie. release rack, and then I get to it like the year after it's not on the new release rack. I see. I I kind of did that with It's Always Sunny when I first found out that shit. Yeah, I kind of did the same thing with that, but then I binge watched like every season. For a while and just got it out of my system. I was like, "Cool, got it." <laughs> See, I'm just really excited because again, Adventure Time is coming to HBO, which also picked up the Boondocks, and now I'm like, "I mm. think I'm a fan of HBO," and that startles me. I've always been a fan of HBO. Plug. Yeah. They like just kind of they just they leave a little raw in there, and that's what I like. They keep the edge in it. They don't worry as much because they're their own subscribe station. Deadwood? Man, yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, that's what I'm like. They throw yeah, in some quality. Good. Just we're not gonna hold back because of regulations thing. It's like no, you subscribe to YouTube, so you're. Or I mean, uh, HBO, so you're getting what you're gonna get their product. Regard, don't subscribe if you don't like it. Right, and that's why I like it because they're like, yeah, we're gonna keep it a little edgy. We're not gonna. There's gonna be a bunch of dicks. <laughs> a bunch of them. There's just bunches a- of dicks and. Possibly breasts. more, yeah. A lot of, lot of sexuality in their, their There's definitely a lot of breasts on HBO, for sure. I just, of all those, like, different, like, pay for our shows, like, subscribe to HBO-esque uh, production companies, um, HBO just seems to have the most nudity, like, across the board out yeah. of any of them. Somehow. I always took HBO as like the rated I, I R channel. Hate. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly the rated it's R channel. It's meant to be rated R and that's why right. you an adult pay, pay an adult <laughs> pays for it. You're like, No, I want the rated R channel. I'm an adult. I'm gonna watch I'm gonna not worry about whether or not boobs come out and dicks and whatever. Yeah, else. but when yeah. I was a kid, holy fuck was that a gold mine. Well, that yeah. Was great. Like, I mean, you, you always know, hoped HBO, you had a, and then after hours they had like their steamy after well, hours yeah. session. Oh, well, you remember? Weird. You remember Skinamax? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Skinamax. Skinamax. I didn't have, it was like the soft. It was like the soft, it was like the softest core porn. Ever. I didn't have it, but I had friends that had it, and that was always the like, the late night. You know, you hope that like the friend you stayed over at the night's house, their parents subscribed to the HBO Cinemax oh, yeah. Stars package. Because then when the parents went to bed and you're up late, you're like, sweet, you want to put on some Skinamax? It's 1230, <laughs> you know, and you'd, sweet, boobs on TV and softcore porn. That's what it was. It was like boobs on TV and then a guy like humping a girl from behind. Yeah. Probably An occasional scene her. where it went from a really romantic like Days of Our Lives plot to the <laughs> actual, like they didn't cut out the sex scene where they went to the room. They yeah, were like, was like, and they just kind of threw it. Boom, boom, boom. He takes his shirt off. You see his ass. You see some boobs. Right. And then you're like, and oh, cool. Right. She's moaning. And now, yeah. Definitely. They make a bunch of sounds. The sound, the audio files, that's what I'm like. I need to get into that. The only the only Skinamax film that I remember actually watching, it was just like an incredibly like pasty white room. Just everything was like real white. The p- actors were just really white. Like everything about it was just like. See, was, I remember growing weird. up, uh, HBO and Cinemax and Stars had, were like, channels that you it. had to, to unlock, but you still kind of got them. So it was just they were fuzzy. 
they just weren't clear. You remember those days where it was like, <laughs> you just didn't get the clear channel of it, but it was still kind of there. So if you stayed up late and depending on the night, you would have this like glitchy Cinemax thing. It was like fuzzy, but half the movie was like bullshit anyways. You were just waiting <laughs> for breasts and yeah, yeah. And, the, and then the that scene. like that one corner you can see a tit. And it's, the only reason you know it's a tit is because it's got like the nipple in there, it. And yeah. yeah, it doesn't even have to be like a whole titty. You're just like, there it is, there it is. I found it. The gold mine. Yeah. Like, where's Waldo? <laughs> well, and that was like the days of. Uh, we should make a book that's where's Waldo, but with titties. But that was like the days of dial-up internet, <laughs> where where a page a page picture loading took five minutes for a picture just to like. It kept chopping down the block. Yep. So fuzzy Cinemax late at night was like dial-up. You know, dial-up cable, I guess, at the oh, yeah. at the time. Yeah, it took like an hour to just load a single picture. I remember being young, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, Sean. Oh. It's trouble. You're Trou- in trouble now. Well, yeah, yeah. I need to ask you a serious <coughs> question. I'm good at trouble, though, I, need to, I think. Serious face. Put your serious face on. Quit smiling. How... What did you not give a shit about this week? Ooh. Ooh. Yes, tell us of your apathy. Your apathy. No. Hmm. No smiling. Well, I feel um, I did not give a shit about... Hmm. Uh, you know, non-progress hmm. in uh, people's like, non- action action with words type of deal. I hate, I hate people that... I get over, let me not say hate, because that's a strong word. I get overhearing people complain about things they don't take action in changing. Oh, yeah. So when you love a lifestyle, but you bitch about it all day, I don't give a fuck about what you have to say. And if you come back later and you're like, oh, we talked, I told you this, though, um, and I don't remember, it's probably because I didn't give a fuck at all because you, it's, I heard it last week. Yeah, it's like, it, it's like uh, one of our friends who will remain nameless because he hates it. Uh, he was really rude a couple days ago, and uh, or actually a couple weeks ago, I think now. Um, and you know, he did this 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 thing that I don't like, which is pinching my nipples, and it really bothers me. I grew up with two brothers who did that shit as a punishment for anything, and so it, I just I see red. So I yelled at him and punched him in the gut, and when when he came back and tried to apologize, it was like you know what I. I really appreciate the apology, but it, I'm not going to accept it. I've heard this before. I'm going to hear it again. I know that this is just an empty apology. Um, and honestly, it, it's kind of, at this point, the boy who cried wolf. So if you want to give me a great apology, something that I will truly appreciate, change the behavior that bothers me, Yeah. and then we can actually have a conversation about apologies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because that's like, but if, if you're not willing to change your behavior... And you still do that kind of thing around me. That, that you know what to expect now. Yeah, I've just got no time in my brain for yeah. investment if I see the same repetitive action. And you know what I mean. It becomes a point where I'm like, and I this is the third time. No, sorry. Like my investment and in mentality for that situation has now gone out the window, and I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. When I see a change, maybe I'll reintroduce something. But <laughs> like I don't. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any mental room to store yeah. your bullshit right now. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't need to think about the things you're not even caring to figure out. Because why? Why do I need to waste the time on helping you figure out something that you're not going to? Like, it's like the do. opposite of a self-help book. Yeah, Assholes. exactly. 
Asshole. Asshole. Someone who's always asking for advice because they've got complaints, but then they don't ever take the advice and come back and complain and ask for advice again. And you're like, stop asking me for advice you're not going to fucking take. It's frustrating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, no, I don't actually want to. You're only asking for advice so that you can complain. Yeah. You know, you're mm-hmm. not you're not actually trying to improve your station. You know what bothers what I mean? the fuck out of me is as you're telling them, like that, as you're giving them the advice that they're asking you for, when they start interrupting you, and it's like, yeah, but it's you, yeah, but you just don't, yeah, but it, it's not, and, and it's just like it's not like that. You don't know, you don't know the whole story, and it's like, well, Do then tell me the whole want story, my advice or not, yeah, or get the fuck out of my face because it sounds like you want my attention, mm-hmm. and I got big boy shit to do, so the fuck out my face with that bullshit. And nobody got time for that nonsense. Hell no. Sam, what pissed you off this week? Mm, let's see. Uh, I motherfucking tried to do some laundry at the laundromat. And uh, probably about 70% of the washers and dryers were out of order. So it took me <laughs> like, you know, I had to wait. Like six hours. Eh. No, but two hours more, something oh, yeah. like that, to get my laundry done. It was just like, and it should have just been like the one seven dollar like max load. It's super and frustrating. I'm, and now I'm using like the like one four dollar and seventy five cent loader, and then like the four dollar loader. So I'm, I'm in it for an extra two bucks already. It's like, yeah. fuck off with this shit, like. Uh, and fix your shit. In like, a town that needs a laundromat, where there is one, and it's very obvious, it's like resourceful. Yo, that and shit this should is the just... season for travelers. And that, like the whole this bullshit about like, oh, they're broken because there was weed stuff, like in the fucking people put weed and like on their clothes, and that's bullshit, man. I've like I've run laundry washer machines. With weed in them. That's how, like, how many <laughs> like, people have used like, the washing machine to make thing. weed products? That's yeah, what it's I mean, like. That's and like then like they wash their production clothes. Like, water hash. You've like literally just put weed into the into, into the, the washer thing. machine used... and then run it through the the, the bubble bags like out the other end. Yeah. Like I've I don't used... know what to tell you. I mean, that's just like Day yeah. One you should stuff. have it. You should have it probably in like a filter bag. But sometimes those filter bags like break open mm-hmm. like the yeah. washing machine doesn't stop like and, it doesn't stop and, working it doesn't and a laundry mat doesn't got you no. like and your the, household yeah h top H- loaders you yeah, know like, it's, no, it's <laughs> on, like it's not got the home depot set brand that you bought on your economy budget that's no, all you no, 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 co- no. or your 150 dollars yeah, set you the, got from the pump the the, they're like the high grade professional yeah. like yeah, yeah like the like industrial a, it's like, the indu- like you're you meant to wash these, blood and guts off of them. go you see these motherfucking off washing machines them. at every wash like every laundromat from here to new york like and everywhere in between right this is like a standard company I ain't never seen so many of the their washing machines fucking broken. I can't understand how the fuck. And in a small town, you think they got problems? Like Go on to the a laundromat Sunday in a city in the or ghetto Saturday, or something like that. You know, it's Saturday. How many people are trying to do their laundry today? This is like your big day. This is like your big money day. Yeah. How many people walked in there and were just like, nah. Like, I'll wait. Like, I'm not. Oh. You know what I mean? I'll come oh, back. I'll come another time. If there's like, two washing machines and four people in there, I'm going I'm to done. Weaverville like, tomorrow. Um, I'll just do my laundry I'm tomorrow. I'm rescheduling my laundry day yet, for sure. Um. So, yeah, that kind of frustrated me. Um. 
to say the least. Did you get your laundry done? Yeah, I did, but it took me fucking a bunch oh, of extra right. time and money. Hell um, yeah. He also had to fight three people. and uh, Yeah, and like, it's not fun to have to fight Hmong people because they're, got, they're fucking tiny, but then they like... It's like fighting a fucking like like a character from like a fantasy uh, it's, story or something like. It's abnormal because you're just like, oh my! And I'm getting thrown across a laundry mat now over fucking trying to get some socks clean. Four fifty, <laughs> four seventy five worth of laundry. Yeah, like four dollars worth of laundry. Man. I, I, I always uh, now I've got a broken wrist, and there's like small, stout Asian people kicking the ever loving shit out of me. And I'm I always fucking find laundry, furious. Laundry mats are really awkward simply because, like, you're in there with a bunch of people and you're all, like, the, the mentality in the laundry mat is always the same. It's like, hey, how you doing? I'm also poor. And it's, well, re- it's really sucky. That's like, so, why I like laundry mats in cities because it's, like, you, you'll run, run into everybody in a laundry so, mat. So that's what I was going to say is I used to enjoy the laundry mat days when it's open and running and everything's going good and there's plenty of units for everybody to use. I looked forward to spending some time at the laundry mat because you never knew who you were going to run into. I've oh, met yeah. a couple cute ladies there. I've had some interesting talks. Me and my twin brother, when we were kids, we used to meet our friends there. Like, yeah, it's like just to play. it's like sweet. We got a couple hours at the laundry mat. Yeah, you're from fucking Chico, so yeah, a smaller town, but it's going to re- re- remain anonymous. No, like uh, laundry mats are like. A, a cool place like you've got like a captive audience in a sense like mm-hmm. well like and you're all there you have this already you're like oh, well, mind if i share the table real quick? Bro, yeah. Yeah. Should Should we want a laundry mat tour guys i mean no oh, oh. but uh <laughs> <laughs> laundry mats should hey, be a place uh, to like socialize in a sense all right so i guess and we not got... just get beat up <laughs> yeah you know it's definitely like a a ghetto kid social well, social area. and stop, stop starting fight, Sam. Like I didn't start the fight. I just was trying to. I was. I like, was just a participant. Look, your fucking clothes are tango, done. Bro. I'm gonna take them out of the washing machine, <laughs> all right? And I'm gonna put them in one of those rolling baskets right there. I and mean, I'm gonna use the fucking washing machine now. Like what the fuck? And then before you and know, then he's you're kicking s- the shit scre- out of you. You're gonna scream at me in a language I don't understand. Like I, how are we gonna communicate? How's there gonna be any resolution? You know, it's not my fault. I just started swinging. Like, what the fuck? All right, so I guess we got to pass the question because the uh, last question is going to be for you, Lauren, which I believe I know the question. Mm-hmm. How so, are you a piece of shit this week? Oh, yes. yeah. Uh, well, Hard I had to work yesterday, Saturday. It was shitty because Friday I decided to get drunk. And yeet. In the last couple of days, I've been doing this to myself, especially this weekend. But I woke up Saturday morning bright and early at like 9. And I had to go to work. But I was hungover as shit. And I didn't do shit at work. Like, I, I worked and like did, did like the menial stuff. The stuff that needed to get done. But you I was fucking just like, slacked all had, day. Oh, yeah. You were burning uh, up paycheck. I was just like, oh, no. Yeah. No, fuck my just life. Wasting your boss's money. Well, not only that, there was like nobody there, no customers. Like it was just right, boring. It was like so monotonous. There was literally nothing to do, and it was God, just you're like, such a piece of shit. I know, I am. But you could have went that extra mile. You could have fucking yeah. taken that opportunity that to organize. Yeah, yeah, I know. But all I was the little over. All the little fucking lazy days. Clean sweep. 
Break. Like, get the oh, leaf wow. blower Why'd out. Why'd this Clear get done? All them oh, fucking willow We didn't have any leaves. customers yesterday, so I spent the day could you guys, brightening up the shop. If you guys could stop did you pulling your punches, that'd be great. If you guys could stop. Did you punches. masturbate in the bathroom yesterday? Did, does anybody masturbate when they're hungover? No. I disagree. Yeah. I, Wait, what? Really? I look forward to that when I'm hungover. Yeah. I just don't. Unless think. it's one of those like, I don't like think about my blinding dip. headache kind of scenario yeah, yeah, hangovers yeah. where you're like, I can't move because like any extra blood pressure makes my eyes like, feel like they're. Oh well, yeah, fall yeah. Out. I just had like the normal headache, like like the, the regular not. Well, like if I'm feeling, running. I'm just gonna, you know, like. Well, that's why you moved the blood flow. Well. Yeah, and I wasn't in the mood, so I. Okay, I'm just that's asking I'm like. how much of I'm trying to quantify. How much time do you spend I'm masturbating try- at work, Lauren? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out how. Much how of a piece of shit you were on that day. You've been paid for <laughs> masturbating so Ooh. far in your life. All right. You know what? Trivia of the week. <sighs> Send in your response to P.O. Box 364, Black Sheep here. and Bad Apples. How many hours do you spend per month masturbating at work? We'd love to hear it. We'd love to respond to it. Let us know. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. And with that in mind, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. How did back. I lose control of what's Ooh, going on here? Words but before from we sponsors. go before we go to this sponsor break, this week we are talking about the uh, difference between right and wrong. Is that true? Uh, Is that the uh, the top main yeah, topic I of heard, the week? I heard tell yeah. the topic. Yeah, right I'm, and wrong. Honestly, I'm just pandering. Morality. Morality, right yeah, and wrong. Yeah. So, That's what we're doing. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Podcast. All right. Word from sponsors time. As soon as we come back from our sponsors, then a uh, nice topic about what's right and wrong. Yeah. We are just getting this in. Breaking news from the BS and BA desk. There is a. There are ducks on the loose. We've heard about many fatalities and several injuries, a couple nearby escapes, and they are wandering through our city right now. I'm going live to Sam Mitchell, who's on the scene. Sam, how's it going out there? Lord, it's crazy. There's ducks everywhere, feathers in the air. I just watched a guy get carried off by a whole gaggle of ducks. I'm not sure if that's the correct, maybe it's balding. Uh, I think it's I don't know, team. A, skein, a skein of ducks it, that they're flying. I'm not really sure. It, uh, it's 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 uh, it's it, chaos it, down it, here. Is, is, are people being injured? Is uh, uh, is there being reported? Well, it seems like there's many injuries. Um, rescue and emergency responders are having trouble getting in because of how many ducks are in this this flock. And I know FEMA has been called in. Uh, can you tell me how what the situation what the situation is like on the ground? I haven't had a chance to talk to any of the uh, the uh, directors or. Um, on the ground from FEMA or the military yet. It seems like they're going to be rolling tanks in or something. I don't know. There's a lot of noise going on. Uh, I got a, I got an eyewitness here. I got an eyewitness here. Sir, 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 could you, sir, sir, can I talk, sir, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, uh, what you got going can on? Can you tell me uh, what you saw earlier? Man, I was walking down the street doing my laundry, eating a slice of pizza. This duck comes out of nowhere. Nowhere with a switchblade. Switchblade starts cutting. Give me your money. Give me your cash. Give me your chance. What do you got going on? This duck was speaking English. It was, it was uh, I mean, as far as I'm aware, and as I communicated, the duck was communicating with me. And that night, I was not comfortable about so I just decided to walk on down the street until things got crazy. My, my buddy was there. Tell him, tell him about it. You know what was going on. Oh, man, they looked him dead in the, in the eyes, in the windows of his soul, right before. 
crazy here downtown um i'm not really sure when the authorities will be able to get this oh my god oh my god oh no 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 commercial 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 go to commercial go to commercial are you tired of being happy are you tired of being chipper cheerful in a good mood at all well there's a new product out there just for you never ending sadness i tried never ending sadness and it got me over my happiness I am so grateful now that I am not happy. With our team of scientists, we have a group of five of them that'll come over and just insult you daily. I used to be happy, and that really pissed me off. So I started trying Eternal Sorrow. My art was really suffering from my constant positivity. But now, as a very, very sad person, I feel like I'm flourishing. Have you ever tried to achieve something and succeeded at it? Now, not anymore will I have to go through the feelings of feeling happy. Never unending sorrow. Thank you. For a struggling artist in East L.A., I thought I was never going to sell any of my artwork, but I plan on committing suicide thanks to never ending sadness. I used to be a happy chipper person. I used to think about all the accomplishments that I had made in my life, but now I just sit down and watch Netflix. Thank you, never-ending sorrow. Yo, this shit got too real. She was a hard-working Waffle House waitress. He was a waffle iron. It was a nice day at the beach when we went down there, but then it all changed. Flo, we need a pot of black coffee! Quick! How am I supposed to keep you warm in this cave? There ain't no electricity. From Lifetime Television and Sad Sappy Shit Studios, as the butter melts. Don't you yell at me again! Again! <laughs> Martha! <laughs> Our love's forbidden, but so is everything that's good. I love you, Jenny. Oh, you're so light and fluffy when you get all warmed up. The wind, the wind it gets to me. It's so cold out here in the East Atlantic. It's great to smell that buttery flavor from across the room, I'll tell you what. You know that's not Aunt Jemima. Coming in August, as the butter melts, by Plothole Studios. Welcome back to Black Sheep and Bad Apples. On this episode, we're actually going to try to touch on a little bit of what we find to be right and wrong. Before we continue with that, I do want to preface it with saying, I don't really think that right and wrong is something that anybody can tell you is right and wrong. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican or whether you're a vegetarian or a strict carnivore, it doesn't matter. There's no right and wrong. I can't tell you what is or what isn't. And we need all kind of minds if we're going to continue doing what we're doing on this planet. So remember that what we're saying here is basically irrelevant. These are just what we think are the right and wrong decisions. Do, I'm sure you guys will agree, though. Do not try this at home. D this is done by professionals <laughs> in a studio. <laughs> anyway, so no, I do like that that preface for sure. Yeah, is, uh, this is definitely just our opinion on what we think is generalized right and wrong. And is, I don't think and it's going to be controversial. No, but you know, everybody. That's why I'm like, I like that preface. That's a good one. Yeah, it's the 
there is no right and wrong except that which the mind makes so. Yeah. Uh, and the idea is that, like, leave room to be wrong, leave room to be right, If and, and you just have to be you have to be aware that not everybody is at the same level. Some people don't want to hear it on that given day. Some people are just absolutely opposed to what you believe. Some people have better facts than you. Um, and all these are different factors and the thing that we call right and wrong. And just follow your heart. And uh, socially, I think we, like, we have to create, like, so you have to create social morals to some degree or another or else you lose the like cohesive nature of a society. Yeah. Right. Um, So those like, I think that more than anything is where like right, quote unquote, right and wrong come from. Mm -hmm. Um, Much of those things that we think of as right and wrong are social constructs. Yeah. The old moral question. That's the deep one for sure. Right. And so let me ask you guys this. Do you like murder? Hmm. hmm. Depends on the murder, I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> big Sam, big fan of murder. Just huge well, fan. But, but then there's the old, just to throw in the situation, eye for an eye. Ooh. So, uh, depends on the murder, but does eye for an eye save the world? Hmm. Good question. So, so, if you guys, I'm gonna ask you guys this individually, Sean. I'm gonna start with you. If you had, if you were on a train, no, actually, if, yeah, well, we'll say you're on the train and you get to control in which direction your train goes and you've got one person anonymously, you're driving the train, driving the train, and then you hear radio calls, hey, there's one person on the tracks to the left and there's one person, or there's five people on the tracks to the right. What do you do there? Because, like, Sam's already said he's a big fan of murder. He's going to try to maximize his death count. Um, but you, you, you... Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, I uh, mean, and uh, I guess with just the, with just that, yeah, probably, I mean, numbers game. Yeah. Have to just generally generalize, take out the one, not the five. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Without knowing more about like the individuals, the the logical, you know, the logical conclusion for, say, what's best for society, I yeah. guess, uh, according to the like moral code that we've we've been given, right, or conditioned to, or conditioned to, or whatever, <laughs> says that you you hit the one person and not the five people. Yeah, that that's the the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Right now, let's flip that on its head a little bit. We're gonna well, wait. wait what, how, what about what you? about you? What about me? I mean, yeah. obviously, we're trying to to like the, the best amount of people to have killed by the time you died is zero, and so like if there's no choice, I'm gonna try to get as close to zero as I can. So generalized, yep. Yeah. If it comes to numbers only. Yeah, but let one. me flip this on its head real quick. We're gonna Scooby Doo these characters. We're gonna rip off their. The, 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 the ghost mask that Take are on the their mask faces. Off. Yeah, yeah. Right. You've got five of the world's most evil people. People that have done some seriously heinous shit sitting on the track. And you've got a child saint. A single child saint sitting on the other track. And you get that radio call. What are you doing? 
Ooh, but you know this specifically. You know this specifically. You're driving the train, and they're like, like, like Yo, you, these you are... got on, and 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 over the radio, they were like, that these people are just the worst. They are the pits, dude. That we've one been, person, man. We've been trying shit. to defeat these five evil doers, and you have yeah, the they're, opportunity. They're all they're all villains from like superheroes. Yeah, exactly. They're all just the villains of society. And you have the chance. And then you've got the child the hero on the individual, other track. But then there's also the child. Yeah, oof, rough one. So how, I you, mean, how are you switching it? Are you switch? Are you? Yeah, are you that's where I'm like. I I feel like I'd have to go through with the other switch. You know, then I'd have to take out the evil doers and be the the guy that took it out that couldn't pull the switch. You know, somebody's yeah. got to pull the switch, and that was the person. And is he gonna get some flack for it? But probably. But you know, that's. I like how in this story you know all the details. Like you're still getting fired, but you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna lose my job because I wrecked the train and killed people and all these things. Yeah, yeah. But it's like that's gonna happen regardless. So like, who do you, you do take out the innocent child? Conscience. Yeah. Or do you feel okay with the fact that you just took out some wrongdoing? And yeah, I'd have to go with the wrongdoers on yeah. that one. What about you, Sam? It seems pretty obvious, like, the answer is you you take out the bad guys, right? Yeah. Like, that's the, that would be, like, the social, socially acceptable thing to do. Reason. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, I'm curious, I would love, like, where's where's the fucking Dalai Lama to answer this question for us? As oh, well? that'd be, yeah. that'd be You know what I yeah. mean? Like, where, like... A, I want to hear a you think different we can call him? social. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, you know, I want to hear somebody who's got a different, like, worldview, like a really different worldview, answer this question. You know, um, but it seems obvious to me. Like, oh, here are five terrible people. Like, probably by killing them, you'll save many more people than user-friendly you, answer is yeah, definitely take out the, yeah, the evil. Of and course. The, yeah, right, and the that, same yeah, that, that's why I, I definitely agree. You take out the evil villains, but that's why like right and wrong is sometimes a little bit more ambiguous than we think because like we unmask these characters, and all of a sudden they become a completely different context. Yeah, it definitely it flips it because different. it was like a numbers game at first. If you got no knowledge, but yeah. what if that numbers then game was that game. it was an innocent little girl when you could have. You could have. This child would have grown up to cure cancer. To be the dog. Yeah, exactly. Like the yeah. golden child. And these guys child. actually like plot bombings of like. But now on cancer, cancer and, research. Uh, yeah, you know, but with schools. But when you <laughs> kids schools. And that's all kind of the, for kids. Well, I guess colleges. That is the interesting part of the moral sake is like, what do you do in the position if you know or you don't know, and what do you do with that information? Because then it comes down to a uh, a little bit of moral judgment, right. if you will, and that which we all have to make a judgment at some point or another because we're human. But where do you make that moral judgment that what you decide is right and wrong, and that's where it even gets more rooted? Is I want to touch on what that is what too. is right and wrong with these evil doers based on the information that you're receiving, yeah. versus the saint that's on the tracks type of deal you know the child saint type of thing so yeah. then you have to gauge as your own individual how you have to decipher information that you now know right. versus information if you didn't know it might be easier to pull the the switch either way regardless of the outcome because 
you have no knowledge on it and you're just trying to make a decision, yeah. you know, type of thing. Yeah, because like, uh, you know, the what is right and what is wrong is isn't super ambiguous. We all kind of know what's right and wrong. There is this gray area that we come into where it's like, uh, fuck them, they aren't me. In the case of like the villains, like these people are bad people. Well, maybe I'm the villain, and like maybe I'm Magneto, and these are the X Men, and so I deem them as bad people. And in reality, it's actually good. They're good people, and so we get to the stage of of who's reality. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the, Magne- the thing that Magneto I, the, the, is a great. He's a great like yeah. evil archetype because he's also like driven by that the the trauma of being in a concentration camp. Yeah. So like you you now you've got the that like now you feel you for feel him. for him. Yeah. And, and so he's that's, trying to protect his own. And that's the issue. He's just that, doing it in a way that is hard for society to accept. And that's the issue that we come to that I'm trying to address is that this militarized um, justification for violence. Like, we all know that violence is bad, right? And so when we have these ideals that deem other people lesser than or other than us or we or me, um, we come to this level where it's okay to act violently towards them because we're justified. Because these are just the X-Men on this track that I'm, you know, trying to destroy or whatever. You know, they, they be, it becomes this justified violence. And I just want to address the fact that, like, none of us are really, we're not that big of a, an authority figure. None of us really know what's right and wrong in the sense of... of we justify our own right. Yeah, but I when we justify I don't think any violence, one person is, is capable of being an authority figure on morality. Exactly, you know, um, and so that's where we have to keep ooh, our eye like on that's on our ego. Be a later episode topic, just that. Well, I mean, but for sure that there, you know, you look to people who who have some moral codex that you find fits who you are in a sense, right? We accept this as being right and this as being wrong, and, and these are all philosophical on some level. They were all at one point a yeah, philosophical. Yeah you know, idea that was, you know, argued about and, and then, you know, eventually society accepted this as being okay versus that being okay. So before we get too deep, because I, I like that where you're going with that and I want to add to it a little bit, but let's pass around a couple different equations real quick and then get to the root. We got a couple more hypotheticals. Yeah. A couple more hypotheticals and then we'll get to the root of this morality deal. Cause I I like where you're directing that. Uh, so I guess my question is going to be is uh, is is the what is more moral when it comes to the the self person yourself? If you were put into a situation where it was between you for a given reason and an amount or another person, either life for life or one life per multiple, I don't think it really matters too much in this situation. Is uh, would you push the button that would save your life but would kill somebody else or more people? Or would you push the button that would save them but kill you? Or in that essence, you were going to die and they live or they're going to die and you live, but you have uh, the distinguishing choice between those two. I would very reluctantly push the button to kill myself. Because like self-preservation, like... My nihilism side is like, no, fuck them. I want to live self-preservation. But then it's like, there's fucking eight of them. They're probably better than I am because I'm a piece of shit. 
kind of like two and two makes four. Like I get it. So like really reluctantly, I think I pushed the button. To kill yourself. Kill myself, yeah. Okay, if it was against now, let's, because there's two situations. Uh, one, if it was you versus one other person, unidentified, or you versus more than one person. So it's a life for a life, or it's a life for multiple lives. And then I'm going to redefine that just with the... So you're asking me to answer both questions, life and a life? And yeah, yeah. Okay. Would it be the well, same answer for both, if that makes sense? I mean, context is everything. Um, I'm just assuming that it's some sort of spaceship, and like, it's a very distinguishing button that you're pushing. And like, if it's me for another person, I can't honestly say that that I'd I'd push the button to kill myself. I think I'd try to save myself. But they'd have to. Uh, again, I'm a piece of shit, so it wouldn't be that hard. But they'd have to be like a really good person, you know. They'd yeah. have to be like an well, engineer. Well, and that's why I'm like, without, I'm not without so context, they'd have yet. to be an engineer. That's well, not an engineer but for a good person. No, but no, with, no. without an engineering degree, and they'd have to be more useful than I am. But that's where it's going to be the next, the next uh, little part of this before we switch to the next hypothetical is without knowing, you have no idea. You just know there's another person there. You can. You can see there's a glass window. There's a button. It's either you or them. Self-preservation, baby. But it's one person. No. Nope. But then you uh, look in the room, and it's four people. So if I look in the room, there's one person. I have no idea who that person is. There's no context. I'm pushing the button to save myself. Fuck them. All right, but multiple people. If I look in there, and there's four people, I'm probably killing myself, as I said. All right, yeah. So same thing, Sam. If it was between... You and just another random person, or you and four other people? So I've tough. actually spent a lot of time thinking about this question, because you mentioned it yesterday. Um, and I'm not sure how I would react. It's like one of those things where I almost can't honestly address the question like truthfully in my own mind without literally being presented with the scenario. Yeah, um, and I don't think anybody can. Um, I would like to think that I would not randomly take anyone else's life in any number to preserve my own, partially because I don't think that, like, this is all there is, you know, mm. for whatever that's worth. Like, I don't feel like anything's alive or dead really you know blah 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 but we're not getting into a metaphysical yeah, yeah subject matter um but i really don't know i really don't know like i'm an animal at the end of the day i'm a i'm a a genetic machine yeah yeah i'm a gene machine you know like oh, that's yeah. what i'm f fucking here for uh life doesn't require anything from me uh in a sense other than to continue to live that's like the point on some really rudimentary yeah, yeah. level. Um, so I, I really don't know how I would answer that. I'd like to think that I could be the bigger person um, and not be selfish. But I really don't know. So you I, know what I mean? Sam, on the fly. One on one. You versus someone else. Push the button or don't. Three, two, one. I probably don't push the button. I, I think that I wouldn't. But what I about the... Uh, what, what, what about... You and four other people. Three, two, one. No, I don't push the button. I'm not like if I'm not going to kill one person to save myself. I'm so that's not what I was going to say. In in my moral talking about it, mind, I feel like I would 
try and be the bigger person and allow whoever's on the other side to not have to make that decision. I will. Oh I shit! Will, they get to make the decision too. No. Oh. Well, I mean, when it if it's you or the other, you know what I mean, type of deal. I uh, see. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be. They don't have a button, do they? I'm gonna no, but they, I'm gonna they be. Got the, a button. They I'm fucking hitting that I'm fucking button. Yeah, 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 fuck that's them. a totally different story. Like, <laughs> they have the option to kill me, or I kill them. Like I'm gonna be hitting Ooh. that button super fucking quick. Interesting. I didn't. I that didn't, changes it dramatically I didn't because think now about this that. person's not innocent. They're, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. We're also getting sidetracked. Yeah, all right. Well, we won't sidetrack too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, then it comes down to I guess, the one other little part of this was, uh, if you knew, and it doesn't mean evil or wrong. You don't know anything about these people, but it's you against a female, or opposite sexes on either side. You got to push because you're a male. You got to push the button, and it's a female on the other side, or. It's for males. Does she have a button? No, no, same situation. Not one you get to push. Does it make a <laughs> Does it make a difference in that no. situation? For the, and where I kind of throw this is more of the population's <coughs> sake. Does a female live and you die, for that sake, or do four males die, and you live one male? Are you addending with like we now we're trying to make sure that we've got enough people around? I guess now that you just know a slight bit of like, does it make a difference between male and female? No, not at all. So with with the given fact that you don't know anything about them, does does actual uh, sex involvement, uh, your gender involvement, make a difference in the button pushing, like, or is it still equal across the board? I mean, at this point, still like I'm separated rough. from the rest of my question, species at the end of my fucking rope. That is irrelevant. No? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's... I don't know that that's relevant. But again, like... Same. That's on, like... It's, like... It's she's, like, really your wife difficult. or something. It changes things. But let's well, not yeah, yeah. We're not going to go too, too deep far. down that road. That's like, what I was, like, just straight. Does it matter if you can the, see through the window and you see that it's a female or a male? Pushing the button. I stay alive. Or does it make the same differences if it was one or four is where I was comparing? Does gender make know. a difference in that situation? Nope, irrelevant. I don't, I don't think so. But yeah, in the yeah. scenario, it might change. But again, like that's that's all I was trying. I to I mean, just if anything, it would probably make me more likely not to kill the other person because my social preconditioning of that, like that's as yeah, a male, yeah. like you're supposed to like watch out for women, and somehow just like that's like gets ingrained in you. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, if she's as big of a piece of shit as me to get in the position where we got buttons, like, oh, neither of us. Are no, going again, ahead. in the button, like no, she's yeah. got a button. Fucking, de- you're dead. You're dead. You're. <laughs> but this, I have such amazing this would reflexes. Be, this like, would you be have equal. No fucking idea. You're gonna be like halfway to that button and just die. And this would be equal the opposite way. Bitch, where I get with that. Say uh, the person with the button is a female, and there's one male on the other side, or four females. That's where I'm like, just a gender influence. Yeah. Does it make a difference if it's the opposite gender when it comes to deciding that button or not knowing it all and just based on numbers? Does that influence the decision? It's, just, it's really based upon my own ego. No, It's not based yeah. upon numbers. It's like, you know, if, if there's four people in a room, there's, there's a better chance that they're good people than if there's only the one person in the room. That one person could be the worst. And so, like, 
I take the die roll and like if yeah. it's me versus one, like fuck it, like let's see if I'm the better person. Cause, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like fifty fifty at this point. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, one's Whereas gonna like die. Four other people, sorry. you know, the odds go up four hundred or eight hundred percent or however math works. But when it's the yeah for the greater good type of deal, yeah, like greater the numbers good. game. All right, yeah. So Sam, you got a hypothetical. I'm I curious to. Uh, I do have a hypothetical. Um. So mine's a, a little more of like a, it's not very personal um, in the way yours is. Uh, you're um, the world-class surgeon, right? In this hypothetical, the, everybody's the world-class surgeon. Nice. I've always wanted to be a doctor. Right. Me too. Um, <clears throat> PhD, surgeon. BS. Surgeon. Bro, how much do I make a year? Way uh, more like, than you make now. Yeah, a lot. Like definitely six figures. Comfortable. Fuck yeah. Right? Comfortable. I'm send my mom money. So, um, you're a world-class surgeon. You have eight patients waiting for organ transplants. Each one needs a different organ. Um, and an, a, a person comes in for an emergency appendectomy. And it just so happens that all of these eight patients are the same blood type as this this person. He, that person is a perfect donor for each one of these candidates waiting for um, an organ. Do you, is it morally reprehensible to euthanize the person who needs the appendectomy not waste the time to give them the appendectomy. Simply harvest the organs that you need to save those eight people. Or do you let those people die and just perform the appendectomy and send this other person home? Um, and it's a you know it's a it's an average um, you know segment of society. You know there's you know one child and one old person and you know, three people in this. It's a bell curve of of society. Yeah. 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 Right. So however society breaks down, it's a perfect, it's a perfect. But is it like a, if you don't perform surgery on the one person, they're going to die. Oh yeah. You'll die from, from, from your appendix bursting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, You'll die without the surgery. If they don't get this surgery here in the next X amount at like almost the same time frame as the five people that need. Yeah. And they're in a ton of pain. It's it's like, you know, this, this is going to happen, but mm -hmm. it's, it's right. They're there. Their appendix has already burst inside their abdominal cavity. (coughs) Right. Mm -hmm. It will start to abscess and they will die of a blood infection. If it's not treated. How long? Days. Um, I feel like at nowhere, that, th- there's nowhere else to go. I feel like at that point, uh, I feel like I would have to say that I would have to take the person in the more immediate need of care in that sense. So if the, all eight it, of those donors will die in the same five, time, five yeah. time period that this person would die in. So if that person would die, the person needing the appendectomy would die in three days. These these people will also die in three days. Yeah. You need this. There's no there's no other donor. What do you think, Sean? Uh, well, 
I guess the time frame would have to be different because if they all die at the same time, it doesn't matter who dies, somebody is dying, if that makes sense. Like, if I have to wait for this person to die, so I want to... Does that mean I have to kill the guy with the appendicitis? Yeah, and that's where I was like, otherwise yeah, I would have to... You have to euthanize the person with yeah. the, needing the appendectomy. Can I give a hypothetical? Does do you, you gotta answer the question first. Right. Hmm. I took an oath, all right? When I became a doctor... I took an oath to do no harm. So, I'd just cure the appendicitis. And I guess if he's not willing, like, you have to be dead to be willing to take your organs in a moral sense, if that makes sense. So, if I have to wait for you to die with the appendix deal to get your organs to give to the people and they're already dead by then, then at least I might as well save you because they're going to die by the time I would get your organs. Right, but the question isn't wait for the person to die. Do nothing and wait for them to die. It is euthanize them. Yeah, that's where I'm like, I don't think I could euthanize unless it was that like uh, guys begging me to euthanize them type of deal and then we could get further down that road but well that's a totally different that's where I'm like that's a whole different subject so like if I gotta make the decision just to do that then I would you're just, just going full doctor house I would just have to fix the appendix that's where I'm like I couldn't just straight kill a person because I know and that you know what I mean like if it was a different situation I guess where the guy was going to die before the other people, but I don't know, or yeah. terminally ill or some other shit. Oh, no, like the, the, this guy doesn't need to die. This person oh, and, doesn't and, and need to die. And by the way, die. by the way, under this context, we're assuming that it's without permission. Yeah. That means yeah, and that, that's what that, I'm like, that, that, that means that you're going to get your license revoked. Like, yeah, that's on like your the, job. You're not going to like be. That's on like, like we can go anything. down the roads of what is considered appropriate like suicide or uh, legal suicide or something like that but i'm not trying to go down that if it's just unpermissible like i have to just kill this person to save these now nah, like i'm fixing Fuck the appendix. at that point like organs go out there's a multitude of population people's things happen and that's just the balance of life what about and you unfortunately saying? i know it but you're gonna murder some dude save a bunch of other people um like spider-man <laughs> i don't know if he actually did that I assume so, though. It's a moral conundrum. Given everything as it is, you know, uh, I'm a doctor. I've taken the Socratic Oath. Um, our social moral standings say that you heal the person who's in need of emergency medical, the appendectomy, and it's unfortunate that these eight people are going to die because yeah. you can't harvest this guy's organs. Well, that's the key word. organs to save them, but it's... That's the key word it, in it is harvest. Is that like... Yeah, I mean, that's literally what you're doing. No, exactly. You're, you're like euthanizing somebody to harvest their yeah, organs. Exactly. Because it's non-permissible. That's where yeah. that moral boundary right. comes in. Right. So, um, so, yeah, I'm probably just healing this guy and... Feeling sad about these people. Feeling really sad right. about the unfortunate, the unfortunate situation. Um, if but you start addending the thing, this now now this guy's actually a war criminal, and yeah. these eight people aren't a, a general slice of society. It's like eight gifted 
six to 16 year olds. Mm. Yeah. You know, four boys, four girls. Um, does that change it? Yeah, probably. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? What if there's no Socratic oath? You know, what if, what if society, what if having more people was an absolute necessity? What if we had a limited population, uh, you know, so we needed, we need more people more than we need to protect individual people's rights. So like, you know, getting into like yeah. politics, not that, that I want to, or like social things. If a really things. evil person on the table has all the organs to fix the five or six people that are really good people on the other side, does the doctor decide? What if you're just like not? killing? Oh, there I go killing again. There I go killing there. again. <laughs> Rick and Morty Rick out and November tenth. Morty, I think I'm not gonna wrong. plug. 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 New season coming out. New season. So that that was my hypothetical. Um, I think all these hypotheticals, like there's the the more think- specific the information gets about the individuals in the hypothetical, yeah, the the more like the easier it becomes to answer them. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean. Now we yeah. can start to look for things that we've been taught and told and. That society accepts yeah. as being permissible or not. Yeah. Um, Would you ever kill anyone, Sam? Would I? Yeah. Just for fun. Like, just, f- <laughs> no, just no. for fun. No, no. Fuck no. <laughs> I never want to have to do that. Oh, yeah? Because um, I'm pretty sure I've seen you do it. Bro. How many hours do you spend killing people with? Each week at work. You know how good yeah. his roses look? What? His bouquet of roses is beautiful. There is a strong likelihood that this will be the last podcast. Oh, yeah? <laughs> there I go murdering again. <laughs> no, I'll just Jeff Epstein myself. <laughs> that looks like they both strangled each other to death. <laughs> Who knew? It was Who crazy. Knew? Right, right, right. So, so with uh, that in mind, with what's right and wrong, do we got any beefs for the week? Ooh. Mm. I mean... Well, nothing feels wrong about this. Fuck Hobo Johnson. I'm yeah. pretty sure fuck Hobo like my Johnson. Heart, my heart just that's tells like me a, that's the right thing to that's say. It's a warm coat in a cold afternoon, you know what I'm saying? Oh. It's real nice. Fuck Hobo Johnson. Fuck Hobo Johnson. Uh, Ooh, uh, corporate. Corporate. Corporate beef. Um, I'm gonna, I want to switch it up. Fuck PG&E. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, PG&E, get your shit together. Yeah, I'm so PG&E. glad we're here in Trinity County on... Um, T Pud, electricity generated right here. Plug, plug, plug. right here in Trinity County at our own very own hydroelectric uh, facility. Mm-hmm. They can everybody mm-hmm. else can just eat our fucking asses over it. Oh yeah, they would love to because they don't have power. And uh, do we have a word of the week? Oh, word of the week. I might have done it already. Might have done it already. Let me look at my notes. Shit. God damn it. Where is it? Oh, yeah. Pasiloquin. To be brief in speech. Say hmm. it again. Pasiloquin. Or maybe it's Pausiloquin. His speech was Pasiloquin. Indeed. His talk was Pasiloquin. His talk was not Pasiloquin. Ugh. Yeah, we dove into a lot of shit. How'd that dictate? 
How'd that dictate? By the way, since we're at the end of our show, I'll have you guys know that I don't masturbate at work, actually. I masturbate at home, before work, like an adult. That just means you have masturbated at work and you're embarrassed slightly about it because, you know. I mean, I work at home, so, you know. Six of one. Six of one and a half dozen of the other. Sometimes I'm paying myself to masturbate. That's ooh, that's always fun. Yeah. Hmm. Money in the pocket. Well, I guess with that. Super hope my family's listening. This has been Black Sheep <laughs> and Bad Apples. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Is this see, see is this you guys right next week. or is it wrong? I this the whole podcast is is bad. It's, it's, it's wrong. 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 Or right. So wrong. It's right. So wrong. <laughs> You guys hear that crinkle in the background? Barely ambiguous. That's Ron making noise like a little panda. Black sheep like and panda. bad apples. He Woo!